Hey there, and welcome to the Strength Faction Podcast. I'm very excited uh, to share this conversation that I had with Liz Rodriguez out in New York. We talk about uh, her niche training, which is training with the older population. Uh, she talks about the pitfalls, the obstacles, the challenges, um, what tools she uses to overcome those, and how she helps her people live the healthy lives that they want to. So check it out. And here we go. Confidence of a professional stuff, man. Walking the streets, it always smell like a onion. But I got the program, my body, soul, land. Make it strong as the wind in Chicago land. And we're getting stronger every day. We're all in in the Strength Faction crew. So get your chips and load your hips because our mission is to bring out the best in you, in you, in you. Liz, welcome to the Strength Faction podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great as well. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, listen, we wanted to have you on our podcast because, uh, you know, we talk about how important it is to find a niche in this industry and, and you've done that um, and you're doing it well. So would you go ahead and let's start by, why don't you share where you're coming from, um, how you found your particular niche, what that is and uh, how that's working for you right now. Yeah. So, you know, I started out in the industry back in 2005, uh, probably started out, you know, similar to uh to a lot of our listeners, you know, I graduated college with an exercise science degree. Um, I went ahead and got my um, ACSM health fitness specialist uh, certification. And then I kind of dove into the industry, you know, I was working commercial fitness. um, And I at first, you know, a lot of the clients that I had were just your typical, you know, weight loss, people looking to tone people just looking to get stronger. And um, I was really fortunate to get into management very early on. I, I kind of always had that goal. I had wanted to uh, to be able to move forward in my career, and, and it happened quickly. And because of that change, that's really when um, I began to kind of build into my niche um, of older populations. Um, at first, just because, um, you know, you become the manager and all of a sudden, you know, have these different letters behind your name and, and people want to work with you. So at first, I was able just to kind of get in front of more of them. And that's when I realized, you know, not only was I, I I guess you could say I was good at working with them, but I was interested in working with them. And I was interested in learning more about how to help that group. Um, And especially within that time, my parents were starting to get a little bit older. um, And as I progressed in the industry, it was just, I was always that manager sitting in the room with all the other managers saying, we got to figure out um, this older population because they're going to come become more and more of the groups that are walking through our doors, whether it's in studios and gyms. And, um, you know, it definitely fueled my interest uh, in wanting to get better at working with them um, and really creating my niche. It also helped me Um, really kind of figure out where I wanted to put my time and my money when it came to certifications. Um, So it was interesting. It was sort of like the niche found me and and then it really stuck with me um, and that I wanted to continue to get better and better with that population. That's great. So, so getting better and better, what kind of certifications did that drive you towards? Yeah. And there was a couple of key points, you know, um, the industry was changing, um, as we were getting into 2007, 2008, 
Um, you know, I think functional training was definitely on the rise. Uh, muscle activation was definitely becoming more and more relevant. Um, there was more people getting certified. And then, um, you know, we were connected with Tom Purvis as well because of some of the trainers that were in um, the company that I was with. And so I got um, resistance training specialist. It used to just be more of a foundational certification, but it really kind of taught you. Um, I don't know if Tom would like this if I said this, but I used to call it like the semiotics of exercise, meaning that yeah. to me, it really kind of broke down like the language of, um, of movement. And it made me realize that, you know, just because you have a leg extension and it's used one way, doesn't mean you can't learn to adjust it for different people. And, you know, as I got more involved in that part, it really kept coming back to that, to that niche population that I was working with. They needed different movements. They needed different exercises and they wanted focus on different things. Um, so that was definitely one of them. I had gotten uh, certified in Pilates uh, actually the same time that I really started with the industry. And that just honestly, those exercises and that movement, those movement patterns just became more and more relevant. Um, and uh, as I kind of furthered my career, um, I got more involved. You know, I kind of did a little bit more of the business side, which we, we'll talk about, too. That actually is um, an important component when working with older individuals, um, understanding that business side. Uh, and then also uh, one of my favorites that I've gotten just in the last couple of years has been um, functional range conditioning, uh, FRC. That has also really, um, you know, even after being in the industry for how many years, right? You're, you're never yeah. too old to learn more. And I love that certification. It just um, it really kind of brought home. Uh, more things that I was interested in, and it brought my training to another level. Yeah, absolutely. And so you mentioned that that population kind of put some new obstacles in front of you, mm -hmm. and and obviously those those certs that you pursued uh, kind of quenched that thirst. What were some of those unique obstacles that you were facing with that older population? You know, those, they really, um, they make you slow down a little bit. And, sure. you know, when you're working with, um, with someone that is older, like they, they don't want to go at work speed. Um, and so first and foremost, and you can tell, I mean, I'm kind of a type A personality, so they definitely kind of slowed me down. They want to know, when am I breathing? <laughs> How am yeah. I supposed to be breathing? And also, which I do you love about this population? Why am I doing this? But for different reasons, um, your younger population is going to ask that too. But you know, this population is, is not only like, why am I doing this? But like, where am I going to see this um, in daily life? And so, you know, right. kind of coming back with, with some of those certifications that I mentioned. So in terms of with RTS, I think it really helped me see, I, to me, it really brought to light this whole um, the, the, the functional movement thing, I think, you know, sometimes some of us kind of made fun of functional movement too, <laughs> but, um, with RTS, it helped me see, you know, well, how can I make them see that not only is a step up going to help them kind of walk up the stairs, it's going to also help them with their balance. So it was just kind of like more of the same thing, but just different explanations for things and why to put it into their program. And, in terms of with FRC, which was obviously more recent, I got that I think three years ago, um, that really helped me show them a little bit more of a cause and effect in terms of their joint mobility and their joint range to see, Shay, you know, how, hey, 
John, now that we have been working on those shoulder cars, how's that golf game going for you? Oh my yeah. gosh, it's it's amazing. And so I remember you telling me this is why we were doing this, but I can see it in my daily life. And, you know, for people as they get older and as they're retired and they're, you know, investing in you um, for a couple of hours a week, they're going to be the ones that really do get to see it in daily life. So I think you have to bring that, you got to bring it back around to them because it's not the population that's trying to lose 20 pounds. Right. Right. Not that that couldn't be a goal for them, but it's not usually a relevant goal. They want to feel better and they want to move better. Yeah. And enjoy the things that, that are in their life, you know, like playing golf or tennis or any other sport or just playing with their grandkids and uh, being able to do that worry-free and, and um, as actively as they'd like to. Exactly. That's great. So, yeah. So I imagine that you found a lot of answers to the unique problems that, that uh, your, your niche client was facing. I, I imagine that that being such a different crowd, I imagine that age group presented you with some unique challenges. Talk about how you connected, you learned to better connect. I imagine that that, that position at manager, as manager in the, in the commercial club, um, you know, you talked about how that brought you clients. Once you got out of that setting, how did you go out and find and connect with these people to bring them in as clients? Yeah. You know, referrals is definitely a big one in that area because um, it's very, um, I think we can say this because it's 2021. It's a little bit more kind of old school business with a lot of them, meaning um, connecting with the other people that they know if you're at a club setting or if you're in a studio, um, really connecting with the other trainers that work with older populations or, you know, with that client, you know, those are definitely those clients that you go to dinner with, you go to lunch with, like it's much more because, um, because of the age difference, I think it makes it easier in order to have a very professional relationship with them. And they enjoy that because they come from, and I mean, you know, so I'm in my late thirties, a lot of the people through the years for me that were in their 60s and 70s, they were used to doing business in the, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, where that was very customary. And so it, it transfers into it, those, those habits die hard. So it really helped me learn that you're always on stage, that you need to put in kind of that extra effort with these people. Um, it doesn't mean that this day and age that having a big social media presence isn't important but you're not going to find those people. You have to go out and right. physically find those people uh, and referrals and going to, you know, whether it's like hanging out at the golf club with them or going to lunch or connecting with their other family members. But it's very much um, you, you, you work a little bit longer to get those referrals. Um, but those referrals are, are worth gold. And, it, and it's just, it, like I said, it's a very different type of relationship. It's a little bit more um, on the personal professional side. Um, but you know, kind of just going that, that extra mile and, and, and meaning that, you know, there's been plenty of times, um, specifically usually in, uh, in the commercial settings that I worked with as, as a manager, um, where, you know, someone would call in looking for a trainer and you could be on the phone with them for an hour and then they're going to come in and they're yeah. going to look around the club and then they're going to sit in your office with you for another hour <laughs> to discuss what they're yeah. doing and, they want to take their time. They, they, they will kind of want to feel this whole thing out versus, you know, when I worked in New York city, 
and I was working on the Upper West Side, I mean, I made a $3,000 phone sale in five minutes. That is not going to happen <laughs> with, mm. the, with the older clientele. It's, mm. it's just a different way of, of doing business. But I really enjoy it because to me, it, it connects with like a different time period <clears throat> as well. Um, and all of the skills, all the things that I just talked about in terms of taking my time and building those referral bases and creating strong relationships, that really should work with all every age population. Um, you're going to work a little harder with this one, but if you work on those skill sets, it's really going to help you um, with other demographics as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now you, you kind of, you know, talking through that, I'm thinking in my head about the message, the overall message that you see from the, the fitness industry. You don't see a lot of your, your clientele in fitness ads. Right? You don't see, you don't, you don't hear a, a lot of, of, of these issues being talked about um, in the majority of, of fitness. So I imagine that when they, they find a person that wants to sit down and talk to them and, and talk through all the intricacies and the nuances of what you can do for, for them and how you can help them, um, I, I would imagine that that's a huge selling point for them. Um, so with that, right, so I imagine there's this huge opportunity to connect with these people because, you know, for the large part, they're really not being talked to in our industry. Is that safe it's, to it's say? It's definitely safe to say. And um, there is a huge opportunity for whoever is listening to to try to create avenues for these people, create <laughs> Um, places for them to be able to go, exercises for them to be able to do, virtual classes for them, whatever that is. But there's a huge portion of the population that is just not even, um, they're not being catered to at all. And unfortunately, they walk into a big flashy, cl flashy club and they don't see anything for them. And that's yeah. really unfortunate. And not only, you know, to go off on a little bit of a tangent, but not only is, you know, clearly we're going to have a larger portion of the population that is the older uh, population, but you're also, um, just on the flip side, you're also getting trainers that are becoming older as well, right? And um, it's yeah, also absolutely. just another opportunity in terms of I've had, I have been very fortunate to have numerous people on all of my teams um, that were well into their 50s and 60s. And a lot of people, I mean, that's just, I mean, if you, if you really talk about the flip side, um, people didn't know how to work with them either. So it translated into yeah. that as well, because, and getting those people, think about the, there's <clears throat> literally people in this industry now that have, and I'm going to shout him out. Um, one of my trainers back from, um, in Chicago at Gold Coast, his name is Rick Glickstein and he is, um, he's getting very close to being in the industry for 50 years. Talk about wow. somebody that has a wealth of knowledge that why would you not want to have that person on your team? Right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, sorry, a little bit of a tangent, but I think, I think it was, uh, I think it's a relevant point. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, as far as your career and what you're focused on and where you want to get to, what kind of opportunities uh, have finding this niche not necessarily just just the fact that mm -hmm. you're finding a niche. Um, what kind of doors has that opened yeah. up for you? Um, so many, I feel like. Um, 
I think that it really did. Um, and, and not only like, and when you are typically training, um, a book of business that is older, um, and not only do you have to really kind of be more business savvy in terms of how you speak to them, how you kind of run your business, you learn so much from them. And, um, I absolutely, I know that so many of the skills that I learned from my clients, being able to train them, learning, learning financial advice, learning how to, when I started my business in Chicago, like how to get that started, because those were skill sets that, you know, I, I, I couldn't be learning from a friend's, um, you know, they, a lot, none of them were in fitness with me. So they taught me a lot in terms of kind of how to get going on my own and individually. And, um, and also I think just kind of gave me the strength when my husband and I decided to move to New York, talk about a different speed, um, but yeah. a different market from Chicago. Right. But I, I think that it really gave me a lot of the strength in knowing that I could do that. Um, and it's funny, you know, it's, I, everything is, is, you know, in terms of, uh, in terms of irony, you know, I went from working in two big cities, um, to working in Westchester County in New York. And there are, there were so many parallels. I remember going through the interview process there in terms of Gold Coast of Chicago and Westchester, New York. And how I was able to jump into, you know, the the town of Chappaqua is not the easiest place to work. Um, It's definitely a very high end, high demand clientele, but I was so ready for it because of all the clients that I had had in the past and what they had taught me and, and just being able to really kind of, you know, have that strong business sense. So um, I think, and they really, you know, in terms of, and I think we were all rolling around this summer thinking about different ideas in our brains of, of sort of uh, where we were going to go with the industry next. And um, I think, you know, especially because of COVID, I think we're seeing, you know, doors open with virtual training and different things like that. But what really, what I've started to think about in my next steps and my next journey in this industry is, is seeing and, and saying, we literally just finally opened up outside of Jonathan Goodman, because the rest of us were like virtual training. No, no. How many of us didn't do it till 2020, but, but seeing that path right. open and say for all those people that I mentioned that they're not going into a commercial club or they're not going to orange theory fitness or shred 415 because that's not their place. Well, what if we could create those places in those virtual environments? And those are the things that get me excited and that get me wanting to work in the industry for another 10, 20 years. That's great. So that brings up a, a question for me, and that is with the pandemic, right? I know my, my father's in his uh, mid-70s, um, not the most savvy when it comes to FaceTiming or Zooming. Um, how did you handle that obstacle during throughout yeah, the pandemic? Absolutely. Or was it an obstacle? Did, were, your, were you able to get your clients on board with that? Or you you know, know, how did I, that I work did, out for you? But I think it's because I already had a relationship. I didn't have anybody new, though. Um, actually, I had, sure. did have one person um, that I started. We actually started uh, training some more of our friends and family that were in Chicago. Ironic, right? Like, we never thought of that before. Um, and because of that, yeah, I was, I was fortunate enough for one of our friends that, uh, that Jose trains, my husband, uh, I started training his grandmother who's in her late eighties and, um, now, but that wow. took, 
Uh, that's a coordinating with her mom or I mean, I'm sorry, with her daughter, with his mother. And what it made me realize, you know, as I'm kind of moving forward with my next chapter and, and trying to create more of a virtual platform for the older client, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be a little bit of a pivot of some of those things I spoke about now, one-on-one and in person with the older clientele, it's about that relationship building. I personally have more of a theory that I think that we're going to have to go after um, really people our age um, and within the next 10 years in terms of saying, how are your parents doing and how can we connect with them? Right. So those, 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 uh, mm. those people out there and we're not far off of there, right? 40s pretty close for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those, those, yeah. those people out there that are in their 40s and 50s, um, connecting with them and saying, how are your parents doing that are in their 70s and 80s? And um, just to elaborate a little bit more on the older population and where it's <clears> going, <throat> you have um, a lot of people that are retiring, that are, like, let's say, living at homes or they're living with their families. And, you know, physically, they're not doing well. But psychologically, everything else, mentally, they're there. But their quality of life sucks. And to me, that yeah. is something that we got to work on that. Right. And there, I mean, imagine a 70 year old yeah. mentally, everything is good. Financially, they are good to go. They're retired. And yet how much longer could they be living and how much longer could they be living and having quality years? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about a noble cause. Yeah. I love it. What kind of, um, obstacles, <clears throat> excuse me, are you facing, uh, as far as like injuries, limitations, um, what are some of the common things that you're working yeah, on? With your I think clients? the most common, um, you know, kind of from top to bottom is, uh, just limited shoulder mobility. So, uh, you know, definitely lack of shoulder flexion, uh, kind of going down the trunk, uh, really just not a very strong, core connection at all and usually seeing like more deterioration of like their lower like their lumbar discs um like mm -hmm. <laughs> no hip mobility um and then from there honestly yeah. like this is just sort of a silly one but their dorsiflexion is usually not very good which means you know in terms of like top to bottom in terms of training different exercises i just said i just said some hot words there for some people <laughs> when they hear this um, so yeah. in terms of kind of taking that to the next step, so what are the most important things, you know, when I, when I work with people, the, the, the first and foremost is, um, is really getting them to understand how to properly breathe, uh, properly understand what full range of motion should look and feel like with shoulder and hip, even if they're not going to have it for a while. So they have a reference point, uh, working on that dorsiflexion so that we can actually get them to squat, <laughs> um, and maybe even improve their step-ups. Um, those are kind of like the big things yeah. and, and introducing rotation and stuff, because they will typically kind of come in with some things that they want to work on. And it's all about right. Connecting with like, well, this is what I'm seeing though. And we got to address this, which is going to lead into what you're looking to do as well. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to, I'm going to guess that, in New York, uh, especially when you're in the city, a lot of your clients, you're helping them get up and down stairs because oh there's gosh, a lot yeah. of them in New York, isn't well, there? Yeah, and, right? the, and the flip side, yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah I absolutely. <laughs> we, 
lots of lots of walking around and uh you know just getting in and out of small spaces and oh yes <laughs> everything's more crowded there yeah so did you see when you went from chicago to new york did you see uh, a huge shift in in how you were working with your with your clientele or was it uh, pretty much the kind of the same needs and and yeah, uh, obstacles to, to overcome honest, no and it and maybe it's just because of that <clears throat> that age group but from you know from chicago to manhattan and to westchester um how i train them really didn't you know i i mean in terms of nuances and as i learn things you know, the, the cadence of the sessions and things, maybe there were some things that changed, but overall, um, and I can kind of also sort of, there is a little bit of a parallel when it comes to like my Pilates background, even if I don't speak about it as much, um, there's a, there's a natural progression when it comes to Pilates in terms of how you program things and the exercises and everything. Joseph Pilates is a freaking smart guy. Um, and so I really see the same thing in terms of how I progress the, that that population in terms of kind of where they're at and then what I see happen and then sort of how they all progress. It's kind of in the same way, which it should in terms of, so after we've been working together for a couple of months, their hip mobility should be better. Their flexibility should be better. Their shoulder mobility should be better. And, um, and maybe that's just like a, maybe that should just be a given. Um, I don't think it is though. I think, I think that that yeah. takes work um, and it would be very easy to take an older client and be like, I don't really know what to do this person. So I'm just going to put them on all machines and there's nothing wrong with machines. There, everything that's in a gym, right. there's a purpose for it. But if you're only doing that, you're not really doing anything of what I just said, like in terms of improving their mobility. And if their mobility doesn't get better, they're not going to feel yeah. any different. That's right. That's right. Well, it, it sounds like uh, you were kicking much ass uh, in your niche. And, um, I just have one yeah. more question for you. It's two parts. Um, so if someone were to come to you and say, well, why should I, why should I pick a niche in the fitness industry? Uh, from your experience, what kind of benefits would yes. you share with, oh my gosh. with them? Uh, and I think of all the, the dozens of people that I have been fortunate enough to lead. Um, and, and they have asked me that question. Uh, we, we used to give this example. I'm going to steal this from Kathleen Weber, who I used to work with at FFC. Um, and she would say, you know, it's like opening up the phone book and you got, you know, all the different types of plumbers. You got the one that specializes in the Kohler, you know, beautiful luxury experience. And you got the guy that's like going to undercut everybody else. And he's going to be the cheapest one. And you got the one in the middle. That's like, I can do everything. Well, it doesn't really tell you anything about them. It's sort of a, right. it's sort of a crude example, but I still use it because I'm, you know, because I'm getting older and I like to use good jokes. Um, but you have to yeah. find one that you're going to continue <laughs> to want to improve your skill set on. And people now, our industry has made it that our customers are very savvy. They are smart, right? Like, it, yeah. and, and that's awesome. Yeah. But that means that we have to get smarter and we have to be more specialized. So there is nothing wrong with, meeting with someone and like if I meet with a new member and they're getting ready for a triathlon, I'm like, that's amazing. And they're like, Oh, I want to work with you. I'm like, no, you know, like I would love to work with you, but I do a, B and C you're going to need this person that 
you know, has not only done like an Ironman themselves, but has worked with numerous other people that has done that same path. And this is what they're going to focus on. Like people want to feel like you are like a hundred percent, like made for them. We get customized everything else in life. Why would you not want a, a trainer that's customized for you? So that's, that's my long answer in terms of why you got to find a niche. Yeah, I think that now more than ever uh, in in my years of training, uh, it seems like specialization and uh, being an authority on a particular topic is very important because people want to know that they're they want to work with the best. And there's have has there ever been a time where they've had more options mm-hmm. to reach and connect with people? Right. So okay, second part of that question. That same person says, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm bought into to picking a niche. Why should I pick that niche? Why would I, why would I, what would be the benefits of me pick, picking that yeah, elderly so population? There's a couple of key reasons. Um, I think one is that, that it is, it is a, a population that so wants to improve their overall quality of life. So when they hit milestones, it's, it's way different than your client losing 10 pounds. I'm just going to be honest. Um, you know, I, I think that's definitely one in terms yeah. of just um, their, their openness and their willingness. Um, I think that's part of it. I mean, to be quite honest from another level, you know, from a financial standpoint, this is also going to be your group that is typically going to be more financially stable. Like every trainer, we all come out. I, I don't, although I don't know if I ever thought this, like I want to work with athletes and I want to work with young people and I want to do sports specific and, and that's all cool, but that's very difficult to yeah. create a niche with that because a lot of times those people are going to be looking into group training or they can't financially, you know, do the one-on-one stuff. Um, this is a group that they have the time and they also have the money for it. Not everybody. And so it's a little bit of a blanket statement, you know? Um, but it is going to be, you know, more than likely it's going to be kind of an easier clientele that you can also, you know, be with more like long-term. And I think that's great because the longer term that you're with clients, you're going to be able to learn so much more as well and be able to, to, you know, to kind of further yourself. And, you know, just from a selfish standpoint, I always felt like they were way more interesting. Um, I feel like I can learn a lot more from a 60 year old than I can from a 30 year old. Yeah, I would imagine there's some some great stories that have been shared with you. Oh my gosh, absolutely! Uh, in your time with your clients, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so much yeah. valuable information if you're willing to listen. Well, that's great. Well, this has been awesome. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your knowledge with all of us. Uh, please do tell Jose I say hello, send my best, and. Um, We'll catch up awesome. with you soon. Thanks so Can't much wait for to see what you do in the Take future. All right. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. And just a reminder, you can get involved with the Strength Faction for just $1. Yep, that's $1. Go to www.strengthfaction.com. Check it out. Sign up. Get in line with our monthly mini courses, have a community to help you solve the problems that are ailing you and keeping you from reaching your full potential. That's 
www.strengthfaction.com. $1 will get you started. Let's go. Have a great week. We'll see you soon.